Gobble, gobble, dear listeners. It's me, Randy, Big R Hire, coming to you live, this time from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Put it down in the wiki for CRM. And I'm joined, as always, with me live via satellite, Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. Hey, hey, we're back. I mean, listeners probably don't know this, but we haven't recorded in a long time. No. Uh because of some shit that's been happening. So it's uh, it's great to be back with you on a call, Randy. Absolutely. And this will be, everything we say today will be extremely current because this episode is coming out tomorrow. We come together. That's why I'm coming from Tulsa to do one episode, like an assassin, <laughs> just called out onto a job because we got to do a Thanksgiving movie. And today we picked one that... Our intentions were good. We're doing <laughs> Dutch. Oh boy, Randy, um, <laughs> this is one that I I pitched to you. Uh, I wanted to do something Thanksgiving. I wanted to do something that is a little bit more obscure, but not totally unheard of. Not something that like is going to be totally lost on everybody. Yeah, something that's like somewhat accessible. Uh, and that a lot of people probably have seen, but just have forgotten about. Uh, so yeah, Dutch, starring uh, Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry, uh, and directed by Peter Feynman. Is that how you pronounce his last uh, name? So I was like, I have no idea who direct. It's such a no-name director. No, it it's- isn't, because this is the guy who directed uh, a little movie called Crocodile Dundee. Oh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, I stand so corrected, big time. Then, yeah, he he was coming off of that uh, when he directed this, I believe. Yeah, he this was Crocodile Dundee was eighty six, Dutch was ninety one, and he did no other movies as a director between uh, these two. So, holy shit! Well, it has confidence, and it's I mean, mainly it's a a John Hughes movie, like through and through. Right. It's it's one of those later. He is like, I was thinking about this as I was watching it. You could do like a character piece box set of him, like do Uncle Buck, this one, Curly Sue is another like later one. And like, it's just, this is very, maybe even third, I was going to say second tier Hughes. This might be third tier Hughes. Yeah, I, I would say so. This is like, well, I don't know. I don't know if this belongs in the same category as like Baby's Day Out. Like that. Is, oh, shit. I Yeah, you're right. You're right. Or my, that might even be fourth tier. That might be, <laughs> that might exist on its own plane of reality. I didn't, of course, um, of course I didn't do any research at all. You know, I was just <laughs> thinking about like, this reminds me, Curly Sue is one that. I don't think this, I've ever seen that one. I think that it's like the bloosh threw me off. Uh, it soured on him after Mr. Destiny. <laughs> like, I I like that he showed up in Twin Peaks, but... Um, I've never really liked him. He was in a movie called The Principal that I thought was very cool. Oh, yeah. That one. But, like, Mr. Destiny and just him as, like, a... Huh, I'm like a... Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll be yeah, a leading I'm a Belushi. man. It's you like, still need a Belushi? I, you know, spare Belushi. Right, exactly. You know? And it's just, it really, he, he, uh, he just, he, he, he doesn't add anything to the conversation. He just <laughs> kind of shows up and. 
Well, now he's super pro. He has like a marijuana farm and stuff. And he, oh, no. he's all like, if marijuana was legal when my brother was alive, he never would have gotten addicted to heroin. Or It's like, <laughs> I don't know. He, he seems, he's one of those people that's like tread lightly. It's like good to have him on your side, but tread lightly, like knowing who he is, you know, it's like, yeah, don't exactly maybe trust this guy. Well, the other guy, and I've kind of gotten obsessed with him, as you may have seen in the Discord, uh, Joe Piscopo is just someone who shows up, and I never understood, like, He's a really weird, yeah. Why he ever was a thing. I know he was on SNL, and I didn't (laughs) like him on there. He did Sinatra on SNL, one of the better Sinatras. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Um, There's those people, man. I watched House on Haunted Hill the other day, and had Chris Kattan in it, and I was just like, oh, to explain to a 20-year-old the appeal of Chris Kattan today, you know? It's like, I mean, it's just one of those things that happened, you know? Like, you have to follow these threads of, like, well, SNL for both Piscopo and Kattan. Yeah. It's like these weird comedy people. Usually it's, like, SNL or, like, a TV show. And they don't they don't break to that next tier yeah. of like celebrity. Um and then you have people like, I don't know, Keenan Thompson, who I don't feel has ever broken through, but he's never he's just like he's the longest tenured person on SNL. <laughs> yeah. He has worked constantly for like at least twenty some years since I was like a teenager. Well, yeah, he did seasons of all that is where yeah. it first came. And then he had his own Keenan and Kel and they yeah, made he's never stopped working. Good Burger and is the all that movie and he's the star of that. I mean I love yeah, Keenan was clearly the best. I like Kel too to be the, fair, but the the fact that he has that kind of staying power, it I mean that really says something that he can, you know, ride that level and you know, not burn out as like a major star, you know, have a good mm-hmm. five year run or whatever, is that instead he has chosen to just like keep on trucking and keep doing it mm-hmm. and stay in the and stay in the spotlight however he can. Um because I feel like, like Tim Meadows is somebody that kids you've seen him, he's been on the office, he stayed yeah. He stayed he's somebody that also like didn't he have the longest tenure on SNL? He had a long run too, yeah. He like, had the longest before Keenan Thompson. I think he did. And He's not somebody that I feel like, like, he's not like a Chris Kattan or like, you know, another comparable person to Pitt. This is more Piscopo's world. Charles Rocket. It's like, <laughs> ex- yeah. like Charles Rocket was just in a bunch of movies in this select period of time and then nothing. He killed himself. And like, I mean, nobody, yeah. nobody cries for Charles Rocket. Not I know. That he was bad, like, there's but no, there's no they just Charles don't remember Rocket. him, you know? Like, like yeah. You, you, you don't see, like, the, the Gilda Radner tribute, the Belushi tribute, the Farley tribute, the, the, the Phil Hartman tribute. You don't see that Charles Rocket tribute yeah. uh, ever. Um, and I don't, like, I don't even know if the only movie I could point out that he's been in is Dumb and Dumber, which uh, yeah. he fucking... He's in Earth Girls Are Easy. He's the boyfriend. That's the role I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the end, they make him, like, in love with the dog. And it's like, yeah, oh, fuck the dog. It's <laughs> like, I hate shit like that in movies. Animal, like a, a man either... I guess it's a little bit better than my, my big least favorite ending. Talk about comedy movies, bad ones, is a man getting raped by an animal as comeuppance. Like... Yeah, I just... Mighty Professor 2... Too. Uh, too. Yes. That happens to Robert Picardo at the end. Fucking Ace uh, Ventura when uh, Nature Calls. Yeah. Nutty Professor 2. I might have just said that. Like, 
Uh, what's the movie? Trading Places? Yes. Yeah. Fuck that Which shit, I, dude. I do love Trading Places. Uh, I hate that, like, John Landis is involved in that. That's That's been a hard thing for me in the last few years, like, coming to the realization that, like, yes, John Landis is bad. He's made some good movies, but he made some ultimately, terrific movies. Uh, and just reading this thing from Eddie Murphy about working with him on Coming to America and, like, how he did a big favor for John Landis and he kind of treated him like shit. And... Like Eddie Murphy too, the fact that that guy can stay around. Uh, there's a like I watched Pluto Nash recently, and um, boy, that movie's not good. <laughs> but the fact that like you know he can do that and be like, yeah, okay, and then go do something else and keep working, uh, and then come out recently after a lot of like Me Too and stuff and how our you know has Eddie Murphy been Me Tooed? He hasn't been Me Tooed, but he he got uh. You know, there, he was on the verge of getting canceled because of, you know, stuff he talked about and like Raw and Delirious. Oh, and yeah, he, no. And he, sure. he came out and he was just like, yeah, man, I was 20-something. Uh, that was the 80s. It was a stupid time. If I were to do that again, I would definitely not do that again. Uh, That's all you have to do, honestly. Yeah, he, Too many he people don't do that kind of stuff. He acknowledged yeah. that he was completely wrong. There's nothing he can do in the past. He said he was wrong then and that he doesn't do that anymore. He didn't try to be like, you know, come on, man. Why are you giving me such a hard time? He's like, I understand yeah. why you're giving me a hard time. Because I yeah. this <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this is like hate me. speech, you know, like, and yeah, I'm like, sorry about it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah. That, is, that is like absolutely not something I would want like my kids to hear. That is not something that belongs anywhere. You probably shouldn't watch my comedy special. Uh, that's good. It's a good thing because I got plenty of new stuff. I got a new movie coming out. Yeah. Catch it on Netflix. And hey, um, Dolomite is my name was one of the best movies of the year, in my opinion. I heard that. I haven't seen that yet. I, oh, it's I so, heard that up. It's so funny, man. It's so good. I know. And I was like kind of juiced for that one. And I'm like, uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I just still haven't caught up with it. It, the, it looks the, so good. The guys that wrote Ed Wood wrote it. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, it's like God, Larry Karaszewski and that other guy. Okay, and yeah, I definitely have to watch that. Yeah, no, it's it's terrific, man. And Wesley Snipes is in it, and like a kind of a comedic role. I'm like, that's good. It's good. It's good stuff. So let's talk about. Dutch. Yeah, let's talk about this shitty movie we watched. All right, what's uh, your history with Dutch? My history with Dutch is that I remember it coming out because I was an early fan of Married with Children. After they started, uh, which that's a basement that. nightmare show these days. If you watch, that's another yeah. one. Explain Married with Children to somebody who's eighteen today. Sit them in and front of season one of that show. That was hard too because it was directly competing, like a little bit like The Simpsons was when they moved time slots, where they were competing kind of directly with Co the Cosby Show. And the Cosby Show was this kind of weird thing where. You have a black family on television as the star of a sitcom. It is a sitcom about a black family. Um, but it's also very, uh, very conservative. It's, mm -hmm. it's appealing to a conservative base. They're a well-to-do black family. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, a black family that appeals to white people, essentially. Um, and so the cause, or I'm sorry, Married with Children was trying to do uh, the opposite of that and showing a lower class white family. Um, and ultimately, it was also on Fox. It kind of, 
you know, was scraping the bottom of the barrel in a lot of senses, mm-hmm. but also doing that thing like, oh, this is stuff you're not going to see on the Wholesome Cosby show and yeah. kind of being an edgelord and shit. Um, it is interesting. I Okay. So yeah, I do really appreciate that they play working class people, although I don't think it's it's very mean spirited, you know, it is, like, yeah. it's like on paper, it's like, it seems like, hey, this might be good and it's not super good. It doesn't really respect the characters it's portraying and stuff, but yeah, it is interesting. They live in Chicago, you know, I'm doing quotes with my hands, but they live in like the suburbs and just some shitty, like two story house, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like the, the main guy is a shoe salesman at the mall. He hates women. Uh, he hates, he hates women. <laughs> and it's just like... Every, he does. I mean, that's one, kind one of what it's about. about show, <laughs> one thing I liked about that show is everyone was a huge piece of shit. Like, yeah. And, it's like, sort of a, It's always Even, sunny in Philadelphia before yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... But, you know, and it eventually got ridiculous. Classic Simpsons, you know. They There's that on, Simpsons juggers. Yeah. Which it is. That is pretty much the show. <laughs> Al, let's have sex. <laughs> uh, no peg. And he flushes the toilet. That's just right by the couch. It's Unexplained. Like, it's like, that's, yeah. that's basically in the shit. I think that ha- there is a oh, toilet yeah, they in the, the living room. Thing. That was like his entrance music. Like, he'd come out of the bathroom with a toilet flush. Uh, 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 yeah, it got it got really stupid. Um, and it's all about the sun jerking off. And st- it's... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's fucking not. It's a nightmare show that now I now that we're talking about it, I kind of want to watch. It, talk about something. Remember when they used to make like movies based on TV? Sh- that was the problem. Yeah. It was like too many of these after like Brady yeah. Bunch was successful and stuff. And that's what they should they should come back with a, a movie this that style about a gross. It's just the Married with Children movie, you know, and like everything is normal. It's like a normal movie, except this gross, weird family is yeah. In the this weird white family from Chicago are stuck in the '90s, but it's it's 2020. Yeah, you know, are you stuck in the '90s? And fucking, uh, I don't know if you have Faustino come in to play the dad. How no, you, you do? It. You can't have you have, can't have the same actors because they're too old. They're no, 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 no. You have them come back as cameos in it. So. Yeah. Uh, Ed O'Neill comes back as the the donut shop owner from Wayne's World. That's his cameo. He's still working, so he's playing a character from another movie, but he's also, remember, working in Chicago. Interesting. So I wonder if the Turners own that character. So if we get them on board to make this movie, yeah. Terry and Bonnie Turner. Well, okay, so that's, <laughs> that's my that's my history with that just being aware of ed o'neill and this is like the ed o'neill movie that came out this is the al bundy movie and this is his one shot this is his one movie where he's the star basically and so i i remember this movie coming out i didn't see this until i moved to san francisco and was in college and i was hosting uh double features at my college oh really And, and so i did a thanksgiving double feature of this and uh plane strains i've never seen that one You've never seen Planes, Trains? No, it's a big one that I've never... It's oh, my God. passed me by. I'm thinking so maybe this is, Thanksgiving I'll watch it for the first time. You will be surprised because let me tell you something. It is the exact same movie as Dutch. It is uh, getting home for Thanksgiving and everything goes wrong and you have two opposite personalities 
who have to figure out how to live with each other and end up being uh, good friends at the end. Um, it's a little bit different dynamic. And I think, so the biggest, the biggest problem I have with this movie, with this movie Dutch, is that the script can't really decide what to do with Dutch. It's almost like it was written for a Belushi or a John Candy. Um, but they have Ed O'Neill, who is a way better actor at just playing uh, dramatic roles because that's where he came from. He was much more of a dramatic actor. Would have been good. I mean, there's good parts to this movie. Also, There are very good parts to this movie. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of goes into weird, wacky, like Home Alone style comedy <laughs> a lot. And it's just like... It it can't decide where if it wants to take that serious route or that uh, that really comedic route. It never finds that balance that it does in planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, um, and I think it is kind of a waste because I think both Ethan Embry and Ed O'Neill are both great in this movie. Like I both I think they they work really well together, and I love that they got to pair back up years later in Dragnet, the Dragnet reboot. Holy shit! Are you they were the stars of 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 together? The, yes, together. They were the co-star like co-stars of that show. No way, dude! Yeah. Wow, uh, blowing my mind. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't ever see that. I loved Dragnet as a kid. Yeah, the Blue Boy episode and all that shit. <laughs> anyway, my history, if I may, before we go, for go too far into Dutch. This movie was introduced to me like there's a a select few movies i was raised by not raised by sorry let me back up i was babysat in the summertime and when my parents needed it other other times but summertime my parents both worked full-time jobs and there was this family at our church that had tons of kids like one for each year basically and yeah. they were all like 10 years and 10 years older than me down to like my the youngest one was my age so a lot of these kids babysat me and stuff and different ones would be like you know i'd always i'd just always be like bring me movies bring me so i can't i cannot remember which kanye sibling i have to thank for this but dutch was introduced to me through one of them like oh you're like my brothers love this movie or just whatever we watch this movie they would be like you know, she would like rent it and bring it over the next day, like so I could watch it or something yeah. or whatever, you know. And I remember this just being like an atom bomb into my consciousness <laughs> of just like just roaring with laughter, you know, yeah. just thinking like, like piss my pants funny <laughs> when I was like eight or whatever. Like this came out in 91, you said. So yeah. I probably was watching it on a video in 92. I'm going to, because back, remember when we were in the early 90s, it's like the movie would come out 10 months on after yeah, it was, it was in theaters. Movie. Yeah, it was. Especially if it was a bomb, it was like, yeah, it would be forever before you got to see that one movie you wanted to see. And this may have even been like, it is on HBO and had been taped for me or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was a tape that was brought over and like sat me in front of it. And like, I just remember, I remember watching this movie so many times as a kid. There's like stuff I, I remembered I remembered it really well as I was watching it again, but I didn't laugh like one fucking time this time watching it. And I haven't seen it in I'm 36, so 
Holy shit. I probably haven't seen it in like 24 years or something. Yeah. Like 12 is maybe the last time I checked in with Dutch. And just loving this kid, giving this old man what for. But he's, I love Dutch too, you know. It's just one of those, I don't know. It's just like, and it's so weird now. Like at the time when you're a kid, it's like, yeah. Because the kid is like, you know what? Dutch is my dad. I love Dutch. And it's like, yeah, you've known Dutch for like 36 hours. It's like, I don't know. But it's like he I mean, spent more time with him than his dad has. Like ever has maybe. Yeah. And I interacted with him more. He gave him yeah. porno cards and stuff. And I, <laughs> the porno cards part, it's like the movie needed a little bit more of that craziness. Like yeah. to the it, listener, it, <laughs> there's, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to explain it real quick. There's a yeah, part yeah. where Dutch is trying to like win over this boy. Well, we haven't even gotten to like, fuck well, let's circle back to the porno cards and just begin with yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what the movie is about. So, like, really, you know, kind of what what's going on is uh, Ethan Embry's character uh, is at a boarding school. So he's a kid. He's at a boarding school. And his parents are divorced. Uh, you find out very early on that his mom uh, was a, a cocktail waitress. And his dad was kind of part of this, like, blue blood kind of rich asshole, um, old money dude who banged her, got her pregnant, and they had this son. They are divorced. Uh, the the mother, Ethan Embry's mother, is now dating a new guy, Dutch, who is, <laughs> who is blue collar, but he owns like, I don't know, a, a moving company or a trucking company <laughs> or something. A construction? So, no, at the end it's revealed, company. it's like Dutch Dooley Construction, and it's like a huge yeah. office building. So it's like Dutch is like a millionaire. Yeah, he's 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 well off. He's not, he's <laughs> That's not as well off. That's kind of a, a weight reveal, but. Yeah, uh, it, he's, it's not uh, as rich as his dad, but he's like, he says he makes his own money. Um, at the time, that was probably a little bit more true than it would be today. Yeah. Uh, just because the concentration of wealth has gotten so much worse since this movie. Yeah. I think uh, the casting signifying with Ed O'Neill being the working class guy and Christopher McDonald is the old, the rich guy. Yes. It's like, you kind of don't need to say too much, just right. put them together. It's like, I get it. You know, yeah. like Dutch is and salt so, of the earth. This guy is like a fucking piece of shit, rich boy, you know? Yeah. And so Ethan Embry is kind of taken after his dad. He's got a lot of animosity towards his mother and believes that she is the reason that his parents were divorced. And so Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, Ethan Embry has been promised to spend the holiday with his dad. His dad says, no, I'm going to London uh, and I can't do it. So mom, you got to take care of him. So she, he doesn't want to come out. He think, He's of the belief that dad is going to pick me up. And finally, Dutch says, you know, uh, I'll do this for you. I'll go pick him up. I'll see if I can't, you know, bond with him in any way. He does. And boy, do their personalities not uh, not mesh. Uh, and so the rest of the movie is them on a road trip, uh, first driving and then kind of getting stuck uh, through various little things that happen and people they meet uh, trying to get back uh, to Chicago. Uh, in time yes. Thanksgiving. It's sort of uh, uh, when Rushmore, do you remember what, how they advertised Rushmore as like, it's a battle between this teenage boy and Bill Murray. It's like, yeah. that's not what the movie was. Yeah. That's that's what this is. Though. It's like, yeah. that is, and it's like, 
It's for the best that Rushmore wasn't like that, you know, watching right. Dutch. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, it just runs out of steam. So if, I'm just like, you're just like fucking done with it after a while. Yeah. It's just, you know, you have the moments where they're really connecting or they're really having a clash of some sort. And then you have like the the scene in his dorm room where he's using karate to beat the shit out of him, kick him in, in the nuts and knocking him out. And you know, Too much karate stuff. Yeah. The payoff was doing. bad. That was the worst, one of the worst parts of the movie when yeah, the security comes guards. back to the security guard scene and uh, you're just like, all right. But, you know, you, you get to the part where, like, the, the, they're at the motel and Ethan Embry, like, backs the car up into that semi-truck and mm-hmm. now they don't have a car. Mm. And But then you contrast that, like, the part where they get a ride from two uh, call girls, uh, one of which played by E.G. Daly uh, from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And yes. Rats. Indeed. Uh, and Valley Girl. In Valley Girl, yeah. And so, like, those two parts, you're just like, oh, yeah, but, uh, a long time in between those yeah. two scenes and so much other uh, shit happens. It's like, it's just so, like, there was a point when we paused it and I was like, holy shit, this movie has, like, an hour left, you know? Like, after the car, because there's all this, like, the kid is just, like, he's established as a, a snob, like a classist snob. And there's some good stuff in it. I was talking uh, to my girlfriend about just, like, how it's like, well... There's not a whole lot of movies where a grown man and a kid have a discussion about like class, like the working class and stuff. Yeah. And that does happen in this movie. And there's things like that that are good that I liked. And if they would have measured out Dutch a little bit better and tried to maybe just go a little bit more serious. But then again, okay, then we get to in all this before the car gets wrecked and stuff. Dutch buys fireworks yeah. to like try to get the kid to come to be like his buddy or whatever. But he also buys a deck of porno cards and the movie just comes to different, it becomes a different kind of movie all of a sudden. Yes. And he, it's like a, a close up of his hands, like all like suggestively like moving along the deck and stuff as if he's summoning up a card. Yeah. And it's like a naked, because it's like nudie deck or whatever. And he, he raises it up and it's like a lady, like almost to her nipples. And he brings it down. He's like, ha 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 ha, you know, I'm Dutch. And the kid is like, huh, that was cool, I guess, or whatever. And then they call it back. Oh, but this insane music is playing. It's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like, it's so crazy. It's like, well, I love that kind of stuff, and I love the serious stuff, but all the shit in between was trash, and I don't exactly know how to save the movie, but that's my thoughts on it anyway. And well, I, but I love that <laughs> later the kid has the deck, and he's looking at it, and he's doing the little the trick with his fingers, too, and I'm like, if I was a kid and I had stolen that deck, I'd be like I'm madly flipping, flipping yeah. through them. <laughs> like, why would it, he be teasing himself with like, but it's so funny because he thinks Dutch is asleep. And then after he plays with the cards, it goes back over to Dutch in his bed. And Dutch is like smile, like looking at him and smiling, like knowingly. <laughs> <laughs> that shit made me laugh. 
<laughs> for the wrong reasons though yeah it, it was, it's like <laughs> oh boy all right but yeah that whole the whole other before that they buy the fireworks and there's a whole scene of him like shooting fireworks off and like just goes oh, on no, it, and on it, it it keeps going and then and then oh the fireworks get out of hand and oh they set his coat on fire and it's just like all right well why would he put his coat over? Like, it would have been way funnier if he would have just, like, gotten in his car and driven away yeah, as it explodes like behind him. Yeah, they didn't define who Dutch is. He kept changing a lot, and it's just, like, there was no consistency. And I think, like, Ed O'Neill did the best he could with what he was told to do. Um, But, yeah, I, I really think, like, the script is the worst part of this movie. Um, it, cause everyone in it was like, yeah, it was fine. It was. Do you think what's John Hughes is like, is it just because it was John Hughes or was it John Hughes is like hubris? Like he can do anything. I think the thing was, is that like he wrote two road trip movies and it's like he wrote one about a kid and a guy. And then he wrote uh, another one about two guys. There's elements and- of home, this in Home Alone too with Kathleen O'Hara coming home oh yeah trying to get home and yeah. and then dennis the menace too same thing yeah. uh leah thompson gets like stuck in okc and uh keeps calling from the airport hell yeah dude uh will rogers but, <laughs> <laughs> uh fucking okay so weird thing weird other tangent uh i think john Hughes <laughs> did did that dennis the menace movie am i am i yeah, I think he did, and that movie is another one that, in my memory, was great. You know? Yeah, same here. I remember really liking it when I saw because I saw it when I was older. Um, I think I was, was a little bit older too. I was like twelve, maybe when that came out. I was, yeah. I, had, I was able to watch Predator and stuff, you know, like at yeah. that time. Okay, no, he did not. He did not direct it. He has nothing. He didn't write it. I don't know. Maybe he wrote it. Because this movie, one of the oh, things... Oh, he did I, write it, yeah. He did, okay, yeah. I I do love his sort of the mythologizing he did of the Midwest, like specifically Illinois in the 80s and 90s yeah. and the way he presents it, you know, with like the snowy fields and stuff. And he shows, I don't know. It's just like, I like some of the region, the regional details and stuff that he includes in almost all of his movies you know that that is one thing that i like because there is a uh, a point where they um this is after the security guard scene and they go to some fancy restaurant to just use the bathroom which is not even a fancy restaurant i was like why is this lady acting uppity at I know. this at this place it seems like a fucking shoney's or something I know. you know like anyway and then and then you have like two well-meaning uh, people who just drop them off at a shelter and say, "This is it. This is all you got." Yeah, out of and, their, and again, like, another thing with like, with like that that class thing that is like it comes up a little bit here and there, but it, it's not a through line. It is yeah. not uh, there enough because you do have the moment where they're talking to the to the family in the in the shelter, and then such an awkward scene. And then they are the ones that give them a ride to. To the home, and and then Dutch they're like, promises. "Bye." No, no. Dutch is like, "You call me, 
uh, on Monday. We'll see what we can do. Uh, but he knows Monday. they're homeless. It's like, come on into this mansion you just drove me to. That's you know, true. it's yeah. so. I can't believe we're about could, to cook dinner. <laughs> I, it's dinner's ready. I couldn't believe that shit yeah. that they were like, yeah. I mean, and it would have been an extra awkward layer for them to be standing there while the whole confrontation with the dad happens as it does yeah. uh, right then. Here's another thing that was just insane to me that must have been, I think it was so hilarious as a kid, but like, I mean, any adult, even if I was an adult in 91, and it my still my brain though you know I think it would have been like this is horrible I mean I guess people it flopped right but yeah okay he walks outside and just like he like hits the dad it's just so unnecessary in the know? head yeah he hits him with his ring yeah which is like assault with probably like with the murder I mean I was just like you know it's like super illegal to hit somebody with brass knuckles it's like yeah. what's the difference between what that and what he just did to this guy. And he threatened him at the beginning of the movie. He said he was going to do it to him. There's better ways to do it. It's just like, and we're supposed to like yeah. love Dutch. It's like, I don't understand Dutch's deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he, that was my issue with a large part of it. It was just like, he was so, both of them were just like that whole like, yeah, what's this movie about? It was unfocused. And then you have this, everything else was just like kind of fine. Mm-hmm. But it just was, you can only do so much with that script and with that, you know, whatever theme they've kind of thought out or are underbaked, you can only do so much with that. Do you think like um, Bill Murray could have saved this movie? Speaking of. I don't of, know because, well. Or like John Candy, maybe. But this character is a yeah. little more like, you know, I. I don't know, dude. There's just because there's like this storyline, like at the very beginning when he comes to pick up the kid and the kid like assaults Dutch, basically. He shoots him with this BB gun, handgun. And throughout the rest of the movie, Dutch threatens him that he's going to shoot him with the gun, which I another joke when I was a kid, I thought it was like screamingly hilarious, just like yeah. doubling over with laughter, all this. Today, I. I didn't even crack a smile. Yeah. Like I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" You know. But I, I got another, I got another possibility instead yeah. of Ed O'Neill. Uh -huh. What if it was Joe Pesci? You know, I think Joe Pesci would have been better than Ed O'Neill, probably. Yeah. Like, like okay, because yeah, at the very end, it's like he shoots the kid. It's like just the way that played out. In front of the, I would have thought it just was weird to me that he did it in front of the mom. Yeah, you know, like at the dinner table, I was like, yeah. that's not how. I feel like Dutch is a little bit smarter than that. This is way more unhinged <laughs> than the way Dutch is, you know. Yeah, it would well. have been still funny. That's why I was just thinking like Bill Murray could have pulled off maybe shooting the kid at the end a little bit better. Dutch seems like a psychopath. That, that would have been such a. He would have he would have taken the movie into a much different place. You know, it's like, um, cause like Bill Murray just kind of does whatever he, do, he does. Mm -hmm. He just That's comes to a movie where he, he's just going to take over. I feel like they were letting it O'Neill kind of do his thing. A little bit. Yeah. I don't know, man. This movie was just a huge mess. It was fucking too yeah. long. It had, it, it was more infuriating than anything that had these promising, interactions 
like about like what is working class, you know, like yeah. all I loved that little interaction between him and the kid, but that's like a a ray of light and like a tunnel of darkness, uh, <laughs> like just not like the part when E.G. Daly sprayed. All that, like, hand cream into his mouth. Yeah, what was that about? It was like some <laughs> that, slapstick shit. That made me laugh, but it was like, it was, it, 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 there's nothing else like that in the movie, really. Right, yeah, know? it's so out of place. <laughs> it's like, why not just make him, and another movie that got brought up while we were watching it, Man of the House, it's like, I mean, I don't remember loving that movie, but maybe that movie is a better version of that this too i've never seen that one with Uh, chevy chase and jtt yeah um and i I have another one but i'm gonna save it for my rex at the end yeah we're running out of gas here yeah much like dutch and the little boy we're running out of fucking gas pretty hard now talking about dutch let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back with a big roundup yeehaw Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hey, everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would you rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like, what kind of ridic are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay. All from our very real hot tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> Find bubbling questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Woo, yeehaw. Gobble, gobble. Welcome back. This is the big roundup. As always, you know me, Big R, Randy. I was just talking before the ads will hit me with your rating zero to five stars Uh, (laughs) i last night i was like watching this and i'm like i don't really enjoy this but what's there is okay all the actors do a good job it's directed competently really i have a bad I i have a problem with the script i think the script is bad Uh, So I gave it three stars last night, but man, after talking about this a little bit more, it really is so unfocused. I'm going to drop it down a half a star. I'm going to give this two and a half stars uh, for Dutch. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I, this is like, this is a movie, it kind of rocked my world. And yet the more it's seeping in, the damage now 
I'm really assessing the damage it did to my brain and my psyche and how I view the world last night because it is this is a movie that I truly loved as a kid. I was very excited to rewatch it and talk about it. I knew it was like, oh, it might not be that good, but I think it'll, it'll still be funny, you know? Like, I do love a good comedy. I made a comment on a past episode. I think I said, like, I'll laugh at anything, and that's, like, not... That's not true, like, at all because, like, I am one of those people... That if somebody's trying really hard to be funny, I I'll s- sit there just stone faced and stuff. Yeah. It is sometimes it's very hard to get me to laugh. Yeah. But that said, if I like something, you know, or if something's just like I like silliness. I like like one of the things a joke from a movie that we've covered recently that I still think about is in that Wheels on Meals uh, movie with Jackie Chan. There's like this moment where. The dude's washing his van and he throws like uh, water onto a cop, like into a cop's face. I, it's like that was so fucking funny, dude. I think about that a lot. Anyway, to all our listeners, check out Wheels on Meals, the app and the movie. But uh, this was just like, it makes me think that I'm gonna have to go back now and any movie that I feel like sure of being a classic, it's like, don't ever feel that way anymore. Nothing is oh, safe yeah. anymore. Yeah. If this movie, wow, fucking sucked. I'm going to go, this is, like, it's like the opposite of what it normally is. I'm going to go lower than you. I'm going to wow. give this two stars out of wow. five. This was an F. It's They have to make points and points up to even get it up to a D, which is three stars. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, I hate it. I hated it. Yeah. Fuck you, Dutch. <laughs> Fuck John Hughes. Uh, so what are some recommendations you have uh, for this one? Um, well, a movie that... Is, what might you like? Okay. In terms of like an old man fighting a teenager, we mentioned Rushmore. It has a little bit of this. And a little bit goes a long way. And it's more fun to watch them get along. And the old man, like Bill Murray admires max for like so much of that movie and i that's so much more entertaining and fun to watch than them both being like petulant children and fucking mm-hmm. doing crazy stuff and rushmore kind of accomplishes that in a brilliant montage set to a quick one while he's away part of it you know anyway um cyrus i think is another great movie that I liked a lot. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's not, I saw it as like an adult, not as a, a child. So I'm a little more confident, even though I haven't watched that recently. That's a movie about a man who meets um, a woman and they're like both like in their late forties and she has an adult son who lives in the house and doesn't like him. <laughs> and it's like, have you seen that movie? No. With John C. Riley and Yeah. Jenna I remember Hill when it came out. I just remember. It's a Duplass Brothers movie, but I think it's it's maybe my favorite one that they really? made. Yeah. But, uh, and then, I mean, fuck, dude. I don't know. I think maybe a great road movie from this same, around this same time period, Powell Highway, <laughs> that we've yeah. already done. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like a, a great movie about a difficult relationship kind of mm. getting sussed out and a bond deepening by the end of it that really works. That's good, you know. I guess now that I think about it, just road movies in general, Stranger Than Paradise, you know, or I don't know. 
other stuff. There's a yeah. million movies better than Dutch. Dutch sucks. <laughs> Back to you, uh, Will. Yeah, on, on my end, I would go two other John Hughes properties that have elements of this thing that are done way better. And if you want to see them, you've probably already seen them. Home Alone is the kid versus old guys, but kind of cranked up uh, to a point of just absurdity. And it's really, you know, it should have been that or nothing at all, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for what it is, it does it well. It's the holiday season. People usually watch it on Thanksgiving anyway. So it's a tried and true classic. Yeah. Whatever. I love Home Alone, dude. Yeah. Only part one, but I I love Home Alone. Part one's hard to watch as is a lot of stuff from the era because of the fucking presidents in it. Uh, and part two, uh, part two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just one scene, it's just like, he's got his fucking stink on it. Um, Even as a kid, though, I was like, "This one sucks." I was like, "I don't know." It had it had shit because it was a sequel. He's in New York. Uh, I thought the the final showdown in that renovated apartment building thing was kind of fun, uh, where he kept throwing throwing the bricks on him. He straight up is murder. Like those guys oh, yeah. would be like murdered. There's this part yeah. where there's like a heavy bar that he like yeah, hits them yeah. both in the face with. It's like, it would like explode your skulls, yeah. dude. And Sarah Silverman program, I've been rewatching that. She does like a Home Alone style prank and it doesn't, it knocks her neighbor's head off. It like kills him. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is uh, so funny, man. Anyway, I didn't mean to. Uh, so the other one is, of course, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which, Randy, I can't believe you haven't seen. It takes the relationship stuff in this movie and does it correctly. Uh, it, it, all the emotional stuff and the really slapstick stuff, there's the perfect balance of both. Mm. You really understand who each of the characters is, um, and it's the same. It's the same damn movie, you know. Trying to get to Chicago uh, in time for Thanksgiving, uh, always. But uh, it's done. You, I mean, we. Uh, I I bought it for everyone uh, on our shared uh, streaming account, and so you should watch it. It's there. You should watch it tonight. So yeah, to give give it a watch. And uh, well, I those, just those may. Uh, okay. Well, it's uh, Thanksgiving week. It's the first time we've recorded in a in a bit. Uh, so, Randy, is there anything new with you that you want to kind of tell? Well, listeners? just a little aside, though. I mean, I know, and you can bleep out what I said or whatever, but I do think there's certain properties that have enjoyed enough success and are ubiquitous enough in America that they should be public domain to us. And it is our right as Americans to be able to watch a movie like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for free. That has made its money back (laughs) several times over. Yeah, it should be like America. Like, I don't care what the deal is. They can make a deal with the artist, but the government should like – just make certain things free to everybody yeah. on a website and through physical whatever. It should always whatever. Anyway, anything yeah, new don't with get me? Started about uh, <laughs> libraries' digital content policies. Yes, uh, that are cooked up by media companies. So anyway, uh, no, nothing's new with me. Everybody, I don't think that's true, Randy. I think I mean you have a bit of with uh, with chat pile. You got a few things going on that are pretty cool. Uh, that have come out since I think the last time we recorded. Really? You got a new video out that came out this weekend. We do, yes. Some guy, some guy in, um, I believe he's in South Africa. 
He's been working on this for a long time. I mean, there's these two guys. There's another guy. That's why I'm I'm a little hesitant because there's a guy in France too. And I think this is the South African fellows. It's like these brothers. They worked really hard and make this made this video for us yeah. for um crawl space. It's really cool. You should definitely check that out. Chat pile crawl space. Yeah. We are signed to the Flinzer. I probably have talked about that. I don't know. I think we, we hinted on that a little bit, but um, I, I can't remember if we've recorded since that happened. Mm. But um, no, that's huge, man. That's like yeah. really cool to see everything going uh, with that band. And, um, you know, especially right now, it's it's fucking cool that you all can still get that stuff out and and uh, generate, you know, fandom on, and everything. So. Agreed. We have entered the stages of um, beginning to work on the score for this local movie that I'm in, too. So, like, that's Sweet. fun. And, you know, but anyway, we have a new president. It's not Yeah, we be. got a new president since we last recorded. Right now, it's all, like, the beginnings of, like, the like all the, like, yeah, this is going to suck, like, news, you know, where he's like, I'm trying to... <laughs> appoint people that will make every side happy it's like oh, yeah 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 i'm not i'm not the biggest like, like who the new president is or you know vice president is, is my former senator so i did vote for them uh, i'm not going to say that i didn't um i did because i do think i you know donald trump was who he we was we had to awful. end that yeah that had to be done with you know so i kind of bit the bullet and did you know voted for someone i didn't truly support um i didn't think whose policies went as far as they should go oh uh, not even close no he's he's actually outspokenly against a lot of things that i yeah believe in so uh, you know he doesn't respect me or you i don't think at yeah, all yeah so i i definitely voted against him and in we're primary. white cis males you know yeah. <laughs> like so and so we're like there's a lot of people that are gonna like you know this is just thanksgiving Talking about Thanksgiving and the way that we are raised to believe in Thanksgiving, but what Thanksgiving, what really happened in the history yeah. of America and stuff. Like this is, like we may be done with like the clown TV president, but we've got, we're back to the return to normalcy is more like, this is like, we're returning to that. We're returning to like acting like it would, I don't know what you call it, like American exceptionalism or something like yeah. that, where we, we have this revised sanitized history it's like you know watch watch this thanksgiving i recommend watch powwow highway you know or something yeah, absolutely yeah. something like that uh, you know that's if you're i mean it, it's a it's a christmas movie and i think since thanksgiving traditionally starts off the christmas season it's a perfect time to watch that one because it brings up so much uh that we talk about during this time of year in mm -hmm. the united states so yeah it's that's a perfect pick yeah um uh yeah i i um but regardless of that, I do th think there are good things that come out of Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of times, you know, I haven't been able to see my family in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to see them last year. So anyone who has who is on good terms with their family and has an opportunity to spend time with them uh, or, you know, virtually maybe yeah. uh, this year. Not this year. Yeah. Please don't spend time with your family unless you already yeah. live with them, <laughs> you know. I but mean, the and they I love the food. I mean, I, yeah. I, there's things about Thanksgiving I like for sure. Yeah, I, I I do really enjoy kind of the togetherness. I do really miss that since I haven't had it in a long time. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it is something I do miss. So, 
you know, don't take that for granted. It is um, kind of a scheduled time when we usually kind of try to do that. So for some people, that is a big deal. Um, and that's a very good thing. Uh, but otherwise, I think this year we should stay safe. Uh, you know, I have been saying since the beginning that it's going to get worse in the winter and it looks like it, it is. Uh, but hopefully hmm. everyone will come to their senses eventually, finally. I'm mad that it took so long, but if it actually happens and we get better, then, you know, that's good, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. We're all kind of at the mercy of this thing right now, as with so many other things. This just brings us more in focus than some of the other things we're at the mercy of anyway, yeah. in, every day. Yes. Uh, so aside from that, um, I know I, I'm bringing it down, but you know, enjoy yeah, Thanksgiving. Dude. Uh, that's kind of what the end of this show is all about is bringing it down and getting, ser getting real serious at the very yeah. end, you know? But, uh, if you want to see stuff I do, I'm still doing talkies. We just had a great show uh, on Friday. Uh, and, uh, one of the original creators is back. Um, and it feels good having him back. It feels kind of like. Uh, the show has been refreshed a little bit. Uh, you know, we've, we've had cast member changes and it's always fun to kind of see what, what the show becomes once we have a bit of a cast member change. Uh, and, uh, and then SupDoc, uh, documentary review, uh, every two weeks and then Nerd Rage, the great debates. We just wrapped up the year in a recording. So we have some fun stuff coming up, uh, as well as a, as a lost episode that I was able to recover from 2019 that I really was kicking myself because it was a good episode and it's actually coming out. It actually came out today, the day this episode comes up. So, uh, yeah, but, um, check all that shit out. Um, if you're lonely this Thanksgiving, it's kind of like listening to, to two friends or whatever, or a bunch of friends arguing. Uh, so whatever. Uh, Oh boy, I'm tired, Randy. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Dutch, a, sh a shitty movie like Dutch really takes it out of you, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad we got like an hour out of this. So. Yeah, we did, man. This is our Thanksgiving episode, y'all. Yeah. And Randy and I haven't talked in a, uh, face to face in a bit, so it's kind of nice to get uh, linked back up with you. Absolutely. This holiday season, so absolutely. I think I'm at the point where I got to wrap it up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Let's wrap uh, it up. I'm sure we'll be recording together soon again. Happy yep. Thanksgiving to all. I'm sure yep. we've got some special Christmas apps coming at you. We Maybe. absolutely I don't do. Know. Maybe. So. Hopefully if people aren't too busy or it might just be you and me again. But hey, uh, whatever. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of how Ernest saved Christmas this year. Hell yeah. Something fun like no, that. There's some mystical stuff coming out of that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Indeed. So, all right, uh, next week, I think we have another one that's in the tank. Uh, and then after that is going to be some fresh episodes because I think we're out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, till then, Randy, I will see you later. Mr. Will, see you.